Hey there, Kaniacs. I am Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes, and on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast, and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And today's episode is brought to you guys by the fine folks over at rockauto.com. Reliably low prices for all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. And in today's episode, we'll be diving into part two of the uh, crossover episodes I did with Sarah from Locked On uh, Los Angeles Kings, Locked On NHL, and Chicago Wolves reporter at Kings Country. She does a whole bunch of stuff, guys. Um... So in this one, uh, we talked about some off-season moves that teams had done at the time of recording, um, as well as that includes trades, drafts, free agency signings, a whole bunch of stuff there, as well as um, talking about you know some of our Halloween favorite stuff, um, as well as just movies and stuff in general, just having fun talking. We recorded for about two and a half hours, uh, a whole bunch of stuff there, guys. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, now, before we get into that, I do want to talk to you guys about today's sponsors. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, there's, of course, the fine folks over at rockauto.com. I've talked to you guys about them many, many times, um, but I'm going to talk to you about them yet again because over at rockauto.com, they sell car parts for just about every freaking car in the world. Um, so whatever you drive, whether it's something that's broken on your car, you want to upgrade something, whatever it is that you're wanting to do, uh, you just go on to your little computer, smartphone, whatever you want to use, um, and go to www.rockauto.com. Uh, it'll come up you know, to help you select your part of what you need. You put in the gear of your car. The make of your car, whether it be Chevy, Ford, Dodge, Porsche, I, I don't know what you drive, only you know what you drive. Um, you put that in, and then you're going to put in the model of the car that you have, whether it be a Silverado, a Mustang, a Charger, whatever. You're going to put that stuff in, um, and then it'll pull up all the parts for that. And then you can go refine that search even more, whether it be something you need for your air conditioning something that you need uh, for your headlights, uh, whatever it is that you need, they're going to have it. Um, And then you're just going to go put it right into your cart. Um, And it's going to be way, way cheaper than it would be if you were to go to the dealership or a big box store or something like that. So you're going to save money and not just like one or two bucks either. I'm talking like 10, 15, 20, 30 dollars. Like you're going to be saving real money, not just a couple bucks. Um, so then after you, you know, put in all your payment information, all that stuff, uh, when it comes up in that little box of, you know, oh, how did you hear about us? Make sure you put down in there locked on or locked on hurricanes, guys. So go check them out. Now, one other sponsor I want to tell you guys about today is Locked On Built Go, or not Locked On Built Go, that's me, Uh, but I want to tell you guys about Built Go, Um, and these come from the makers of Built Bar, and they're actually really, really tasty, Um, and whether it's a mental or physical wall, uh, you can break through it with Go every day. they're easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. They 
can fit in your briefcase, um, your golf bag, uh, or your pocket, really. Um, they're really small and really easy to store. Um, and Built to Go is the best workout gel on the market. Um, it's f- basically like a five-hour energy uh, without the same crash energy or the crash feeling um, once everything starts going down. Uh, plus, it's all natural, so it's better for your body. None of that um, you know, harmful can harmful uh chemicals and whatnot that people like to put in stuff so it's kind of like a monster energy drink uh with a third of the caffeine and better results and right now they have three delicious flavors um that include peanut butter honey which is my personal favorite out of these um the chocolate coconut and chocolate mint um and built go uh it combines that energy gel with collagen protein. Uh, collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system and your system fast. Uh, plus, it's easy to stomach. It's not going to taste weird or anything like that. And Built Go is loaded with good stuff uh, to ignite my work. Uh, beta alanine, uh, B3 honey, and a kick of caffeine. Sorry, I stuttered a little there. Uh, Built Go then kicks in to help me keep going strong with B6 and B12. Um, and that collagen uh, promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. Um, and the stuff will make you look better. Um, so right now, go to visit builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED. And you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go, guys. And now, let's go on into that second part of my interview with Sarah from Locked on Kings. Um, of... I totally had a brain fart. <laughs> Oops. Um... <laughs> Mentioning uh, knowing things were coming um, and knowing moves were going to happen, things were going to change, there are definitely some teams with some new looks, some players with some Mm -hmm. new jerseys. Um, Has there been any that have taken you by surprise, Um, I should say, first off? Um... I mean, the goalie carousel has been really interesting to watch all of these long-term, in many cases, cup-winning goalies all get kind of shuffled around. Um, Lundqvist to the Capitals is going to be just super weird to watch. Like, that's going to be real weird. Um, I've, I like, did see a thing. Yeah, it's really been the goalies. That's weird for me. Yeah. I saw where... Uh... Lundqvist has already called Ovechkin and said he's not going to take any one-timers during practice. <laughs> Set the rules out early. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also had Matt Murray, you know, two-time mm-hmm. cup winner going to Ottawa. Um, you got Dabrinkit, uh going down to San Jose. Holtby to the Canucks. Um, let's see who... Uh, Crawford, uh, Corey Crawford, uh, goalie for the Blackhawks. You know, he just moved to New Jersey yesterday. Um, so it's been crazy. Um, but uh, Anton Kudobin did get to stay in Dallas. At least there's one that we don't have to have to learn all over again. I feel like I'm just glad That's that one. like that my team didn't do any. Like I knew the Kings weren't going to do anything, but there's still 
especially after the Dean Lombardi years, kind of the fear that you're going to do something stupid. Uh, so they made like two depth signings today for guys who are going to play in the AHL essentially. And I'm okay with that. Uh, but the whole day I definitely was like, don't do anything dumb. Don't do anything dumb. Like, so it was, it was kind yeah. of frustrating to watch. It's like you want something to happen, but also you don't because you know that it probably won't be good. Yeah. Um, One thing I did kind of find interesting is kind of watching Arizona implode. Um, because um, you know, as of right now, he's staying in there. You know, that little time table for his. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with the for the, like Brendan Moore. Or Waddell and whatnot. They said they're not going to make on the show a few times that I think it was definitely made evident in the playoffs, especially when they went up against you know a team like Boston. They need an upgrade in goaltending mm-hmm. um, because while Mrazic and Reimer are both good, um, putting in there it was definitely shown showed that they're more number two guys, you know, rather than you know solid number one starters, and they need that solid number one starter uh, goaltender. And I knew they couldn't necessarily get you know a guy like uh, Markstrom or um, you know, or Holtby or someone like that, you know, that's going to want, you know, a lot of money because, you know, the Hurricanes don't have a whole lot in cap space. Um, you know, the most they probably could have done is the deal like Lundquist did, you know, that one year, you know, not taking a whole lot of money. Um, but I've, there's still time. I mean, there's still guys, you know, that may be traded. You, you got like Flurry out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's, they've had some talks. Um, I saw last night where they've been in contact with Columbus inquiring about Corpusalo. Um, but I definitely feel that's the one upgrade the Hurricanes need to make is in Colton. They just need to be smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want them to get locked into like, now you're paying someone for eight years and they're actually not that good. <laughs> uh, what, what was Bob Bobrovsky? Oh, gosh. Yeah. 80 million or something? Like that? Yeah. Yeah, don't want that. Florida. <laughs> Hopefully he turns it around because yeah. they have a talented team down there in Florida. Um, um, but man, they could be something. They could be something down there. Uh, one thing I want the Hurricanes to do is he wouldn't cost a lot of money, but Florida did not extend a qualifying offer to Lucas Walmart, and mm. I really want them to bring him back. Because so many people were upset whenever he got traded. Yeah. Like I know, you know, it, you could tell, like especially in those first few interviews, he did not want to be there. He did mm-hmm. not want to get traded. Um, I would love for them to bring him back. Um, because now Williams is retired, and you have no idea what other trades are going to be made e- either. So, yeah, I feel they 
Actually, maybe you look at bringing Walmart back if they could work him into the lineup somewhere. That'd be the question. Where could they work him in at? And and the Hurricanes would have got Trocheck for basically like nothing then, right? <laughs> if they got him back. Segment ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it happens all the time for me. <laughs> um, so before we are so rudely interrupted by my internet cutting out, um, just talking about Eric Kala, he wanted out, so there was no surprise of him getting traded there. But it's it sucked to see uh, Walmart go, and I do hope they bring him back. If they could get him for cheap, it'd just be a matter of if they could get him for cheap and where would they work him in on the lineup? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just yeah like my team's done nothing. The Kings did nothing, and it's probably better that way. Like they don't really have anyone to shop. Like I feel like if they're gonna shop anyone, they're gonna wait until the trade deadline to get maybe a bigger return. Uh, mm-hmm. They already said they weren't gonna return a couple of unrestricted free agents. Uh, so mostly it's like I'm just curious to find out where all these ex Kings end up. Like. Who's going to sign Tyler Toffoli? Who's going to sign Kyle Clifford? Who's going to sign uh, Trevor Lewis? Like guys that have been important Kings who are now, you know, Toffoli didn't get re-signed by Vancouver. Lewis and Clifford both got to walk in free agency. And like, I'm okay with those decisions, but I like, are they all going to end up on the senators because the senators still need to finish building a roster? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. The hurricanes are another team. Like I don't, want them to do a whole lot because they don't need to do a whole lot but they have that one issue that they need to address um yeah and it's just a matter of them doing it um trade wise they're both about equal Morazic and Reimer in my opinion I feel like they get more for Morazic because he's younger yeah and he's the number one guy um so I feel like they get more for him. And also uh, whenever the time would come for to resign those guys, because they both, uh, both their contracts end after next season. So they'd have to do something um, regardless, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be this season or next season, they have to. Um, I feel like they'd uh, be better off to try to sign, re- to try to resign Reimer because he's not going to want as much money. Uh, yeah, he's the older guy. Um, and Mrazic, being the young guy, he's going to command a higher salary. Um, and the Canes probably wouldn't be able to afford that because they're fixing to have to re-sign Hamilton, Sveshnikov, and then you got... They still got to do something with Hayden Flurry and Warren Fogle as well. They haven't uh, done anything with their uh, qualifying offers yet either. So... Yeah, they, they got other stuff that they need to do as well. So I, I do see them making a trade for a goaltender soon. Right, before before they all find new homes. Do you think Alex Nedeljkovic is ever going to get, like, a bigger chance? Or is he kind of out of favor now? I don't know, um, really. Um, because he's definitely talented, um, that's for sure. But... I definitely feel it was, you know, whenever Mrazek and Reimer both went down this season, you know, him and Forsberg came up. Uh, he 
in his games, you know, he really did not look NHL ready. Mm-hmm. He really didn't. Um, he looked very out of his element. I know that was, uh, especially that first game, you know, that was only his second ever NHL game. So I understand, you know, maybe not playing, you know, super, super well or anything like that. But yeah, I've seen, you know, other, you know, like anonymous interviews that the athletic does, you know, with, uh, players, coaches, GMs, all that, you know, we all read that stuff. And one knock against the Hurricanes was their goaltending. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they're not going to be able to win. A, while, you know, their forward group and defensive group is fantastic, extremely deep, extremely talented. Their goaltending, not so much. And that they're, they're not going to be able to win a Stanley Cup with Mrazek and Reimer as the two guys. And then the Delkovich as well, you know, not being the most ready um, and questioning you know, his skills as well. So I'm not sure. I'm really not. He's on a one-way deal uh, this year or this upcoming year. Him, Razik, and Reimer are all on one-way deals. So they're either going to be where they're at or someone's going to be on the move. Mm-hmm. So he has potential, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's always interesting because I've seen a good deal of him – at the AHL level, especially the year that the the Checkers won um, the championship uh, since they played the Wolves. And I saw, you know, I watched him and I was like, this kid is out of his mind. Like, he, he looked amazing in that yeah. series. But it's always interesting to see, like, when guys can't translate that to the next level up. Yeah, they just, he's absolutely phenomenal in the AHL. Um, but just when he's been at the NHL level in the regular season and frankly in the preseason as well, you know, he hasn't always looked NHL ready. Um, and yeah, you obviously just need to be there and play there, you know, because that is a very big step up from the AHL to NHL. Um, that I do think people forget about sometimes is just how big of a jump in talent there is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, he's just, there's been moments where he's looked really, really good and like he could be, you know, uh, NHL goalie, but there's also been times where he looks like an AHL goalie playing in the NHL. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, cause they're going to have to do something this off season. Yeah. Well, if you're ever interested in a slightly broken Jonathan quick, like we can probably make a deal. <laughs> I was saying, like, 10 years ago, it would have been like, heck yeah. You know, because that's when you know, he was top of the game. You have Vesna caliber for him. But, you know, now, you're kind of like Cam Ward. You're just kind of... Slowing down. Yeah, definitely just slowing down now. I still have my Jonathan Quick shirt in the in the drawer somewhere. He's um, not, he has his moments. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not a bad goalie. Um, now, one... Uh, Restricted free agent that I saw wasn't getting um, a qualifying offer extended. That kind of surprised me. Uh, we were talking about Ottawa needing to rebuild a roster. Um, they didn't extend a qualifying offer to Anthony Duclair. You know, yeah. One of, their, like, one of their all-stars from this past year. Um, that, that poor kid just keeps getting bounced around. Like, I'm sure there's, you know... A little, you know, he he was he was really good in the first half of the season, and then I think I saw one of the locked on Sens guys say that he had like 
two goals after December or something. So like he's always been streaky um, mm-hmm. with every team I've ever seen him on. Um, but I'll, I'm like, I don't, someone just give him a shot. Like, yeah, uh, that was weird um, for sure. Seeing that because he's talented. That's for sure. And Ottawa needing to build up a new roster and you're not going to extend one of your all-stars, you know, that was kind of weird in my opinion. Um, he's one like, because I like the kid, you know, he's talented, and I'd like to see him in the Canes uniform. I just don't know where they put him at. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you feel about the Kings potentially picking him up if they could get him for the right price? Because I think Kings are kind of pressed at the cap too, right? They've got they've got a lot of cap space, surprisingly, okay. which is how how they were able to take. Um, Alimata off of the Blackhawks hands because they were just like, well, we've got some room because they have so many guys who are kind of on their entry level deals right now that they have okay. a lot of space. Um, yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, if for like the right amount of money and like in worst case scenario, he's your 13th forward. Like that's fine. Um, Cause yeah, for the Kings, I feel like it's a little bit of a, where would you put him kind of, kind of question because there's only really a couple roster spots that are, open and that's before you even get into you know are some of these young guys going to really push for a spot out of training camp is like Quentin Byfield going to come in and like actually earn an NHL spot like I I think that they're not really signing anyone because they want to keep those roster spots open for you know Byfield or Alex Turcotte or like any of these young guys who might you know a lot of them are playing in Europe right now and might come back over whenever training camp starts. And like, I had just sort of pegged a guy like Tricot to be, you know, maybe we'll get a handful of games in the NHL, but we'll mostly play the season in the AHL. But if he's going to have like a couple months jump on everyone else, because he's, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to get into like actual games depending on like, but he at least is doing like scrimmages and practices with the team in Germany. Um, these guys might all come over and be have a whole jump on a lot of these players who are just kind of sitting here like waiting because for you know, one reason or another contracts or whatever, they can't go overseas. Um, yeah. They, they, they don't have many roster spots open and I would hesitate to take one up whenever we should be focusing on the kids. But also if he wants to play for like a million dollars, like cool, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, He's talented, and he definitely he'll find a he'll find a home. That's for sure. Uh, well, I just yeah. got a notification uh, about a hurricane signing. Um, mm. They have signed former New York Ranger Jesper Fast um, oh. to a three-year deal uh, worth two million uh, annual average, um, six million dollar total, one million first year, two million second year, three million third year. Well, my Rangers fans, fan friends seem pretty bummed about this, so um, I think that's a good sign for you. Yeah, I, was, uh, I guess it's good. I don't know a whole lot about him, so... I, 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 I think, like his last name, he is actually pretty fast, so... <laughs> Tell me, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm kind of scrolling through, seeing uh, what people are saying. Uh, you know, not a bad deal is kind of what I'm gathering. Um, should be a good fit in uh, the hurricane system. So we'll see how it goes, but we have a hurricane signing. Yay! Um, I know. Going back to uh, 
<laughs> I'll have to talk to John from the Rangers show a bit more to gather some information on him because I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about the guy. Um, going back to the draft, um, as a whole, how did you feel about the Kings draft? I know you I mentioned thought, Quentin I thought they did great. Yeah, I mean, even even aside from Byfield, they got, and I mean, he he is who I had kind of hoped they would have drafted the whole time. Like, I wouldn't have been sad if they went with um, Tim Stutzla. Like, that would have been just as fine for me. But uh, I, I think that they really do have that center position, like, locked down between him and Kopitar. And, like, he gets to learn from Andre Kopitar, who is amazing. Um, the rest He'll of their draft, like... Retired. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, he will. Um, the rest of their draft, I thought, was re- they got a lot of guys who slipped for one reason or another. And a lot of the times, the reasons that they slipped down in the draft were, like, skating, I feel like, is always a big a big thing, which obviously you have to be able to skate to play in the NHL. But the Kings have always done, historically, a pretty good job at working with players who need to kind of tweak their skating a little bit and turning them into you know, good, decent NHLers. Um, they got, they, they, in the second round, they got some defensemen, which is still a position that they are going to need some help in, uh, including a guy named a Swedish defenseman named Helga Granz, who a lot of people had thought was going to go in the first round, uh, mm-hmm. kind of slipped down to the Kings. Um, I feel like there was only one, like whenever re- like reading all the draft analysis and stuff from like, yeah, the guys, the athletic and everything, there was only one pick they made that was kind of like a big question mark and it was a goaltender, which are, I feel like always sort of question marks. So, you know, we'll know what we have in him in like five years probably. And then they also traded for, they traded a second round pick for Leas Anderson from the Rangers, which I kind of love this move because if it doesn't work out, like they didn't really give up anything. If it does work out, he is going to be, a great, like he was a first round pick a couple of years ago and then it never worked out with the Rangers. Um, there were maybe some attitude issues, but also it seems like the Rangers didn't treat him particularly well either. Like it just wasn't a matched a match at all for either side. So he kind of needed a fresh start. One of his best friends is already in the Kings system as a prospect. He's played with uh, Adrian Kempe, who is on the Kings in like world team suite and stuff. His dad works for the Kings as a scout. So hmm. like, I feel like if he's going to be invested in like turning his career around and getting back to the NHL, like the groundwork is already there and it's a fresh start for him. And yeah, if he doesn't work out, like the worst things that happens is he stays in Sweden and then the Kings don't resign him. But for a team that has like no depth scoring um, to be able to bring him over and, and give him a role in like the middle six maybe and have him chip in some goals where, you know, no one else is doing it. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I think, yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of risk in it, but I think he knows this is kind of his shot to get back to the NHL. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to see how that turns out. Do you think Byfield could potentially make that opening night roster for the Kings? I think he could, and I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it. They give him his nine games, and then they see if they want to keep him or if they want to send him back to juniors. I think that it, it's going to be really hard to just to cut him real quick from camp. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that probably the best thing for his development is to go back and like 
crush it another year in, in juniors and get the experience of going to, to world juniors and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if he's ready they're, they're you know, he's ready. If he's ready, he's ready. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So I, yeah. So I think they'll keep him for a little bit at least and kind of punt on making a decision for at least the first handful of games and then, and then go from there. Yeah. Um, kind of like a, I know the Hurricanes uh, did something like that with um, Suzuki um, mm-hmm. last offseason. Um, I think they had him on throughout the entirety of the preseason, um, and then he got sent back down to juniors um, to give him like another year or two to develop. Um, I know with our first rounder, Seth Jarvis, you know, he was my number two guy that I'd want the Hurricanes to take um, you know, behind uh, – Arslav, or how do you pronounce his name? I, terrible with Russian names. Oh, the goalie. Yeah, the goalie. Yeah, uh, uh, he was Ast- my number one yeah. that I wanted them to take. Uh, but Nashville got him, and Jarvis was num- my number two. So I'm happy they got him. Um, I think his game should translate well to the Hurricanes. He has a, a really good shot, uh, good two-way player. Um, so I think he'll do well. I know they, from my understanding, they're going to leave him in juniors for another year or two, let him develop some more, then bring him over. Yeah. The, the Hurricanes had an interesting draft. Um, it, it, it's weird. Cause like now that I do need to kind of follow Hurricanes prospects for, for Chicago Wolves stuff. Um, I, I kind of followed along with the draft and I feel like there were a lot of like undersized guys, but a lot of players who it was like, if they work, like they're going to be elite. Um, so I feel like they got a lot of players who maybe kind of slipped out of other other teams because they were, you know, not wanting yeah. to draft like a five nine guy. But I, I I liked I feel like some of their choices were kind of gutsy and, and interesting to see like how they're viewing the future uh, like of the team. Like the Kings, if you look at all of the the guys they drafted, there's kind of a theme with them, and the theme is basically like if they don't have the puck, they are going to go get it back no matter what. Like they just have a bunch of prospects who are players who want the puck and who are going to, to chase it down, who are going to, to back check, like whatever. Um, and that's really a good fit with the system that Todd McClellan is, is running there. Like other teams, like in talking to people who cover, cover other teams, they're like, I hate playing against the Kings because you just like smother whoever has the puck, like you just, you just take it back. And like, that has really been kind of a theme of all the guys that they drafted this year is that same kind of energy. And so it's interesting kind of looking at it that way of seeing what, like what's kind of the overarching theme between all the guys that that get drafted in a year to see how the organization wants them to fit in. Yeah. Uh, I definitely agree there, you know, the King style, just smothering the puck. Um, and Kane style, you know, extremely fast paced, lots of shots, really tough defense. Um, obviously, with Rod Bettor being your head coach, of course you're going to have a tough defense. <laughs> um, and speaking of defense, one pick that I really did like, you know, obviously for the meme of it, um, but also just the pick itself, um, you know, Alexander Nikshkin, a Russian uh, defenseman, um, to, with the 69th pick. <laughs> they nice. went for the D so nice. very nice um, I did really like that pick uh, he's a big defenseman um, again out of Russia and 
I do feel that should he make the jump over, um, I think he'd be a good fit um, for the Hurricanes. Um, again, just going on that really tough defensive style for the Hurricanes. I do really like that um, because I think, uh, obviously, you know, this offseason you had Votnin and Van Riemsdyk entering free agency. Um, so that's two defensive spots getting opened up, but also filled because um, you figure out Hayden Flurry, you know, should he resound? He'll slide into one. And then you'll have Jake Bean probably come up, fill in the other one. Um, actually, probably not even that. You also have Brett Pesci coming back from injury as well. Mm-hmm. So Bean will be kind of on the outs there of whether or not he'll be in or out. Uh, but Hayden Flurry will definitely be in. Yeah. He's too good. And from what I've heard, Rod Brenmore absolutely loves the kid. So um, really no doubt in my mind that he'll be back. Uh, but also, we got the expansion draft coming up uh, here soon. Uh, next offseason, correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Think um, yeah, I thought I thought that's how it was. Uh, <laughs> I know there have been talk about Jake Gardner potentially uh, going to mm. Seattle. Um, I don't think they protect him either way. Um, but uh, one thing I will say, you know, Second half of the season, he really turned it around uh, for his yeah. game. The first half of the season, he was kind of eh. Um, but second half, he really turned it around. He was quietly a very, very good uh, defenseman for the Hurricanes. Um, and actually, now that we're talking about the Hurricanes defense, I just forgot, you know, Joel Edmondson is up in Montreal now. So yeah. actually, Jake Bean very well may be on that opening night roster for the <laughs> Hurricanes. Um so Hurricanes defense is going to look a bit different, but I think it'll still be pretty strong. Right. I, I mean, with Rod Rindemore behind the bench, like I feel like that's one place where I, I don't think that the, the Hurricanes are ever going to not yeah. be great. Like Two-time Selkie Award winner. Yeah. Um, and then you also have Jordan Stahl as your team captain who always receives Selkie votes. Mm-hmm. Um, he, He's definitely an older guy, and he's definitely leaning into more the defensive aspect of his game now. Um, so defense will always be a good part for the Hurricanes. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that second part of that sit-down I did with Sarah from Locked On Kings and Locked On NHL. Had a whole lot of fun with that. Um, now, there will be more of that coming at you Again, tomorrow, tomorrow we'll be discussing the ECHL uh, return to play, um, as well as some of those spooky season favorites that I was telling you guys about. Um, and also on tomorrow's episode, I'll also be doing a bit of a um, news update for you guys, considering there's been a lot of signings yet the Canes have done former Hurricanes, as well as just some big ones from across the league. So there will be a lot to look forward to on tomorrow's episode. Um, and for that news update, as well as the more crossover content for, for tomorrow, as well as throughout the week as well. Um, so with that, I will talk. That does it for today's episode. Now go listen to that latest edition of Locked on NHL. Um, you got that uh, Justin Williams, uh, stuff on there, guys. Um, if you want to go listen to that, uh, as well as some other, you know, big signings, uh, you know, that they're covering over there on that show. So 
whole bunch of stuff to look forward to over on that show. So go check it out, guys. Um, and with that, I will talk to you guys tomorrow.